Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. I hope you have a blessed week. I hope that you know exactly what's going on in your life. I hope that you have a positive attitude. You know, these negative attitudes will drain you and beat you up and, and do so much to you. And, and I, I don't want you in that situation. I don't want you to have that, uh, you know, just the, the turmoil in your life, the turmoil and not having uh, any payments left uh, or any money left at the end of the month. I haven't turned it on yet. And so uh, we'll be Facebook Live in a few minutes, not quite yet, because, uh, you know, the, Facebook don't like me praying, and they'll take me off if uh, if I put on there. And so... Uh, go ahead and turn it off. That's why we got to turn that off. That's why I didn't. I don't turn it on until after the prayer, because they've taken my show off when I pray, and it's just like the guy that called me from uh, uh, Eugene, Ohio. He said, "Randy, I love your show, but you know, uh, I you talk about the Bible too much, and you talk about politics too much. Well, what influences our our life?" So. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for this day and every day, for coming in our lives, changing our lives, and healing our lives. Help me be a mentor to these people. Help them realize how awesome you are in their lives, but how tough automobiles are, what it takes to keep them up, what they cost us to make the better decisions and do what's right. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, I love what I do. Uh, I love giving back. I love serving. I love a giving, loving heart. Um, and I've often said that Jesus Christ took me from a uh, a taker to a giver. Uh, Jesus Christ showed me a difference in my life and so many other people's lives. I mean, so many other people. So give us a call here, 210-340-9585. That's 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. God bless you, listeners. I hope you're learning. I hope you're growing. But I want you to know so much that you teach others. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to grow and understand. We do need freedom. We do need freedom. What's going on with the Democrat Party? I love Proverbs ten eighteen. I'm gonna repeat it again because I just it just you know if you hide hatred in your heart. You'll have lying lips. Man, that's the Democrat Party. Well, not Democrat Party. You know, even one of the old Democrats said that the Democrat Party has changed. Now, what does that to do in the car business? Hey, if we go in the Democrat Party, the taxes go up, business goes south, they destroy this country, they destroy the best country in the world, and so we're going to be living in communism. You know, we're one... You know, a world-famous genius man, and I can't quote which his name is. It's not Randy Adams. I wish I'd have said it. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to say it anyway. We're one generation away from communism. And this was a smart man, and it was years ago. But you know what? I think it was John F. Kennedy. It was either Eisenhower or Kennedy. 
but we're one generation from communism. So when they control us, they control your money, they control how you live, they control putting everybody in a box and what we drive. You're not going to be able to drive these Mercedes and Lexuses, Bubba. You're going to, you know, in your big bad truck, you're going to have to find some way of getting by. And, and I, if we don't get out and vote, please get out and vote. And I'm voting the Bible. I'm voting Trump. You know, it's got to be the way. And if you don't like me talking about the Bible, you don't like me talking about the, the politics, do what I told the boy in, in Eugene, Ohio. Turn your radio off. I'm not going to change. Hey, this comes out of my back pocket, and I, I get a little help from my sponsor in Lano, Texas. Oh, man, I can't believe how fast Lano's growing. People are wanting to get out of the big cities. And, and Granite Hills, Chevrolet, and Buick, they're great people, hands-on. They're there all the time. Hey, and if you're looking for a job, they're needing a title clerk. They need mechanics. Hey, this dealership's growing. Uh, they told me, uh, Kurt and... Uh, and uh, Bruce told me they got thir- 10 new Suburbans just hit, and they got 30 new trucks on the way. And so, but if you want to move to a community that's safe, small, growing, hill country, wonderful, slowing down pace, but having a great lifestyle, think about going to Granite Hills in Lano, Texas. You go to Lano.com, or you can give them a call, and their phone number is 325-247. Four one five one, and I'll talk about them again on the second half of the show. But anyway, if you want a new suburban or a pickup, give them a call. Hey, there's no games. You know, I study these dealers. I study what they try to do. I study how they handle people. I'm a people watcher. I want to know how they react in bad times, how they treat their customers, how they treat me. You know, in, in these guys are hands on. How many times you get to meet an owner of a dealership? I mean, very, very seldom. I mean, I got phone numbers of owners, and they tell me, no, do not give it out to anybody. I do have one number of a big-time owner. said, yeah, give my number out. No matter to me, I love it. And he does. He wants to talk to you. He loves customers. He's awesome. And so, but, hey, Bruce and, and Kurt, same way. But, I mean, we're going through some crazy times, the market change. We're going to talk a little bit about the market change, what's going on. Cars are super high. I'd hate to be one of these big independent used car operations with a million and a half, two million a month dead overhead. And I've had so many people say, Randy, that can't figure can't be right. Hey, their utilities runs $100,000, 150000 a month. How would you like to pay for $25 million worth of inventory sitting there? How would you like to pay the workman's comp? How would you like to pay, you know, rent? How would you like to pay the taxes? How would you like to pay all that stuff? It balls up. You've got, you know, two, 300 employees, some of them as high as 600 employees. You know, you got HR. You've got so much overhead. And that's why I keep my overhead as cheap as I can. I've probably got the cheapest overhead around. My car lot's paid for, my cars are paid for, and I have the minimum amount of help, but they all work hard and do an excellent job, and that's what I want. Good morning, Kent, Ron, David, uh, and Duffy, Don Duffy. And so uh, overhead's huge. You know, here we go again. I had a buddy of mine call me. I got to buy a car, Randy, and I don't have much money, and I need to go, and he needed to go to, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, he said, I got to go see my family. My 
mother's sick and I need to go see her and I need to buy a car. I said, what for? Go rent a car. I'd rent one. I said, a lot less hassle. You don't have to worry about it. And guess what? You can hand it back to them when you get back. I said, you'll spend less money than get insurance on that unit. Rent you a car. I do a lot of business with all kinds of rent car places, and they're all, you know, shop around, get you the best deal, and rent a vehicle. Go take your trip, come back, turn it back to them, and not kill your budget. You know, the best kind of car is a paid-for car, you know, and he just didn't have the money to buy one. Think of options. Think of other options. Awesome story this week. Awesome story. Get a call Monday. I said, Randy, said, we need your help a little bit. And he said, I think something's wrong on this deal. I said, what's wrong on the deal? We want to out of leasing. We've been leasing for years, and we've realized that we don't have nothing left. And we lease these cars, and we pay, every, and, you know, and then at the end of the lease, we start all over. You know, and we're really not saving any money. But, you know, and we've got this vehicle, and it's a 19, and my husband loves it, and he wants another 19 similar to it. And I said, well, he's he got it all hooked up the way he wants. So they go into a good dealership, you know, not, not one of them will rip you off, and it's a good dealership. And they said, hey, you know, we want out of this lease, and we want to buy this car, you know. And so I look at the deal, and I said, excuse me? I said, man— you're paying way too much. You're paying twelve, fifteen thousand too much on this deal. Well, they're penalizing us for getting out of the the lease early. I said, but you're low miles, well equipped. I said, you know, if it was me, I'd call up the leasing company I've got a lease from and ask them what I could buy it out on. They were closed Monday, being Labor Day. What you can buy it on Tuesday, you know. They called up. The lady called me back and said, wow, Randy. I didn't know that was an option. That's what she said at at the time. She said, and this is hard to believe, but the payment was going to be 1700 a month. Wow. On a truck. How would you like to make that little darling every month at the end of the month? Evidently, they could afford it, and they were about to do it, but after they looked at the options, they bought their truck out. She called me, thanked me, she texted me, and, and she was so happy. There's options. you got to know all the options. You know what I mean? It's about like going in a wrestling match. you got to know all the holds and all the moves and this, that, and the other. It's a battle. It's a fight. They want all available money they can get off of you. And they, they will hit these people, and they hit these people hard. And so there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, you know, and... I, I talked to a bunch of people that need to sell property, need to sell houses. Of course, you know, I buy distressed houses. And uh, I talked to so many people that get a realtor that doesn't help. Man, I tell you what, I've got a realtor that I've that I've been with for five years. And the more I get to know her, the more I like her, the more she does an awesome job. And uh, so we were going to look at a piece of property that was for sale. And she said, I need to... Whip, go buy this one property that she's putting on the market for her lady. And this place is trashy. I'm sorry. So she calls her up says, you know, Randy sold a truck to a guy that picks up trash. Do we need to give him a call? And she's thinking about it. I mean, how hard is it? She needs to listen to her realtor. Uh, my realtor does all. Then she went out and started staging the backyard. And then she 
took pictures of stuff that needed to be fixed to sell. How many realtors really have that eye, the eye to really see? And I know a hundred. I'm telling you, I know a hundred real estate agents at least. You know, and it's so important to have the the agent that is savvy, knows what's going on, knows what needs to be done, got that eye of design. Let me tell you something. I, I'm redoing a house that I'm going to live in, and I plan to be there a long time. At the moment, I plan that. I hope I live keep another 20 years, but anyway. Uh, and I started picking out stuff, and my son said, don't do it, Dad. Don't. I don't have the eye for it. There's, there's real estate agents that know how to design you know, and this my designer, we've done so much business. She said, Randy, I'll do your whole inside of the, your house, and I won't charge you nothing. I said, sure. He said, yes. I, we, I brought her customers. I've, I've helped her on deals. And so she said, I want to reward you by doing it. She has a design team. She has crews. I have crews, you know, to get things done. I'm getting stuff done. I got some prices, and I'm 20000 below what everybody else priced me at. And so, you know, we've got to look at our budget. We've got to look what we can afford. And our house payment and our car payment coincide. Can, can you afford it? Can you do what's right at your house? Do you spend the money? Where, where do you spend the money? I had a lady call me the other day, said, we got this van and we listen to your show every week. And she, she said, it's got some damage on it. Do we fix it or we sell it like it is? I said, first thing is tell me how many miles on it. And she said, 180. I said, well, let's take a look at the damage. Look at the damage. I said, I wouldn't. I'd sell it like it is. You're going to spend two, or 3000 and not get your money back. Same way on a house. What do you spend to get the best value back? You know, and that's what I look at when I buy houses. Uh, I bought a house the other day. You should have seen everybody. It's sitting on one of my lots. My son calls me and says, hey, what's that house doing on the corner over there? I said, well, we're... We staged it for a little bit. I'm going to move it somewhere else. My uh, office manager calls me and says, Hey, somebody parked a house on your lot. I said, No, no, that's my house. I bought it. I'll buy anything legal. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy good cars, bad cars, wrecked cars. You know, uh, a gentleman called me. He says, Randy, we've got this Camry, and and we ran it hot. You know, I said, Well, here, you need to do this. This is your option. He said, well, I thought we need – I said, no, you can put a rebuilt real good motor in for less than 3000 Or do you go out and spend – get a car that what would you have is equal to that? You'd spend six or 7000 And you know the car. You've got it up in shape. You've taken care of it. And that car with the motor in it has got another 200,000 miles left in it. Do you want to spend 7000 or do you want to spend 3000 So he's going to spend the 3000 So, I mean, you know – I've got all kinds of options. I've got a, I'm sorry, listeners. I've lost the number of uh, Mario that's a mobile mechanic. Uh, for some reason, I need to get his mobile number because I've got a mobile mechanic. I've got a lady that's, hello, Margie and Johnny, Greg. And so Greg's in Michigan. And so I've got this lady that called me. She had her car over at a place, her truck. And they, they had it for almost a month, six weeks, and they didn't fix it. And so I got her to a guy that got it running. Well, there's some other issues with it. It was running. She drove it home. It started, and now it doesn't start. And so we need a mobile mechanic on that. But, I mean, you know, uh, 
I had a guy call me, and he said, uh, does all mechanics have a bad attitude? I said, not all of them. He said, but most of them? He said, it seems like to me every time I go to a mechanic, they got an attitude. I said, well, because stop and think about a poor mechanic. Because any time you show up to see him, you don't come up to see him and say, hey, buddy, how you doing? You come up and say, hey, man, my car's broke, my truck's broke. And if he worked on it in the last six months, you blame it on him. You know, they're always defensive. They're always fighting, the, you know, trying to keep people calm, trying to answer questions, trying to be the best they can be. So, I mean, you know, uh, you got to understand what man makes breaks. And I still say the best saying is the best kind of car is a paid-for car. Oh, I'm telling you. And there's and and I love you, you. There's only two kinds of cars: a Ford and can't afford. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. How big is your ego? How big is your pride? What do you got to drive? Who do you trying to impress? I often talk about the guy that I used to watch uh, come into church and and get out of his Maserati. Big deal. Uh, in fact, I had a Maserati. We had a 06 Maserati run on the market, and I thought the guy I was dealing with uh, in Houston was a big-time Maserati buyer, and he wasn't. Uh, I've learned a lesson. You know, sometimes you you think you're doing the right thing, even in the car business with the 57 years of experience I've got, and sometimes it, you don't stay on, I don't stay on the market of Maseratis. And, and the auction report showed it weak, but evidently, the dealer I was dealing with had somebody that needed one for a customer because they stepped up harder than I did. And it's just like CarMax. CarMax beats me one out of 20 times because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, and I mean, I just beat uh, beat them 500 uh, on a Explorer the other day. I beat them uh, 1,500 on a Corvette not long ago. Beat them 3,000 on a real estate lady's vehicle in New Bronzeville. Beat them 3,000 on a Camaro. I mean, my overhead's low. I've got great market. Uh, I need vehicles. I need 100 vehicles today. I do need 100 vehicles. So if you like what I'm doing, you like my show, tell 20 people Randy Adams wants to buy your car. Randy Adams, uh, go to Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Go to Randy Adams' Facebook. Hey, and if you've got a house that you're overwhelmed with and you don't want to, you just want to sell it like it is, Give me a call, 830-708-4789. You know, and if you need help on property, how to sell it and all, I've got, like I say, i got the best real estate agent I've ever seen. And I, like I said, I know a hundred of them. But, you know, buyers are picky, very picky, and they want to know the costs roll into the mortgage, especially the millenniums. You know, we... You know, people, I, I, I don't know, millenniums are smarter than we think. And they've seen their parents be buried in payments, buried over, you know, in their vehicle, buried in what they, a lot of toys, a lot of stuff. They don't want, well, I mean, just example is tiny houses are high, are popular, you know. Millenniums want to know exactly what everything's cost, including the, you know, what their mortgage is, including taxes and uh, insurance, and they base their decisions on can I afford the payment and do I love the home. But same way, I don't think they love cars. They want a place that's that's simple, safe, and and they can enjoy, 
But I don't think they enjoy cars because they've seen their parents buried. They've seen their parents struggle. They've seen their parents trade one off and get deeper in debt. You know, you know they, they want to move into a home with no unexpected problems. Have you ever had a problem with a contractor? Whoo, mercy. You got to know who you're dealing with. You really do. You got to understand, you know, I mean, uh, I was with my real estate agent and with a lady that's wanting to sell her home, and she spent 100000 with a contractor, and he didn't fix nothing. Hey, I'm going to tell you, he didn't do much at all. He scratched around, acted like he was busy, and charged her hundred grand, and ran off. You know, she, she can't get him to do nothing, can't find him half the time. You know, so, you know, we mechanics make mistakes because whatever man makes breaks. You know, and so we've got to... We got to be smarter in the decisions we make. I got three or four mechanics. You got to know what they want to work on, what they want to do, you know, what they charge. Lots of times you can fix things on YouTube, you know, and I've got a few tricks that I'm probably going to put on YouTube. We're still working on my new to uh, my YouTube channel, working hard on trying to get it together, but I'm going to give you tips on how to fix your car, uh, how to be prepared to buy and sell a car. Uh, what's going on in 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 your life? Uh, how to how to react in every buying situation? How to react to what you need? Looking at the future, understanding what the future lies. Make decisions today that'll pay off tomorrow. Have have the millenniums learned to make better decisions because of watching their parents? Maybe so. I mean, we're you know they're coming on, they're getting of age. You know, we thought they were terrible. You know, 10 years ago when they were awful young, how how smart was you 10 years, you know, when you were 21, 25 years old? Maybe they're growing. Maybe they're learning. Maybe that education, you know, they see that things have changed, how they adapt to change, how you adapt to change. I want to make you a better person. I want you to understand uh, car dealers push your button. We push your button to say you what we want to say. We push your button to make the big profits. You know, shop, understand what you're doing, understand what it takes to make you happy, understand what it's need to do in your situation to be the best you can be. You know, have a great lifestyle. Do you have to have a bigger house than anybody else in your family? Do you have to have the big, fine, high-dollar cars? You know, I mean, uh, I like dealing with people who are productive. I like people who are always on the move, always looking at the future. Um, had a class in in Bible study at the church this week, and uh, it's Albert Einstein. We all know that dude. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem with every, for every, with every situation. They're negative and they stay negative. Negative people will sucker the life out of you. Well, have you ever had a negative person around you? The negative people buy too much, want too much, never happy, never content. Everybody else is a problem and not theirs. But this was a great Bible study for me. Are you complaining, complicating, completing, solving problems, being solution-based people? It was taught by Michael Fernandez. He did a great, great job. Uh, really enjoyed it. 
super happy about it. Um, and so uh, we want – hello, Jim. And so we we want to be positive. We're in a market change, and we'll talk second half about market change, what's going on, what the future looks like, how the big guys missed the market, uh, have we taken the people off the market. So we're going to talk about the market second half of the show. We're going to take a four-minute break. We'll be back. Uh, call 20 people, say, hey, or text 20 people. Randy Adams is on uh, KSLR 630 AM live. Listen to him. He's talking about what's going on. He's talking about your finances, your budget, what you need to do, how you need to be prepared, what's going on in your life, what's going on in the market, what the big guys are now saying, because now they're scared that we've taken too many buyers off the market. Are we prepared? Is it time to buy? When's it going to be time to buy? We thought this was the greatest deal in the world with a zero interest rate. We thought December, remember, was the greatest. There might be some better things coming ahead because, let me tell you something, these manufacturers are get up, get, gearing up and they're shipping cars to new car dealers. They're about to ship cars to rental car pieces, paper, uh, off-lease, everything. But, man, are the, are the big-time, big-time losses coming. God bless you. Hey, we'll be back in four minutes. God bless you. I love you, listeners. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Heard right here at 6.30, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Thank you, San Antonio and surrounding area listeners, and thank you, each and every one of them. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. And Ruth called in, and she said that was Ronald Reagan that quoted that. We're one generation away from communism. I got news for you. I had a little argument with uh, a, a son, let's put the truth in there, I guess. And we were arguing about Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz, and he said he's too far right. I said he has to be too far right because these too far lefts are communism and we let them inch and inch and inch and they're going to take over slowly, 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 you know, and we are one generation away from communism. How's that affect us? You're not going to get to pick what you drive. You're not going to pick what, you know, kind of profession you're going to be. You're going to be, hey, look what's happened to Cuba and Venezuela and all those countries. None of them have prospered because of of communism and so we got to think of the future we got to get out we got to vote the bible we got to vote uh trump we we got to turn this country around because if we don't we're going to let these if you vote for biden you're voting for communism if you don't vote that's a vote for biden and that's communism we got to get out and vote trump i'm that's that's a fact jack so you know uh We've got to know exactly where we're going, what we're doing, and how to handle it. And so we've got to be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle for your budget, for your money. And there's so many advertisements, so many, you know, false, you know, if you hate your car, you hate your payment, come on in there, we're going to take care of you. They love to kick the trade. Hello, Johnny, you back? They love to kick the trade and kick the trade. 
means you got bad credit for seven years. They don't pay your car off. They laugh at you, and they take the money to the bank, and they make a lot of money in your old. Hey, just like these Mitsubishis. You know, Mitsubishi don't build the best car out there. I wouldn't buy one for, if I needed a car for the next five years. And these Mitsubishi dealers finance anybody, everybody that walks on the lot. They don't want cash customers. They want somebody with bad credit. You know, there's there's uh, Ruth. She posted on She texted me. And it was Ronald Reagan. Thank you, Ruth. And so, uh, you know, we've got to know exactly what you're doing. You know, and so many people complain. Uh, they hate you. I hate my car. I hate my payment. I hate what I owe. They go in there and they say, hey, we're going to put you a new one for the same payment. Oh, that sounds great to me. These guys are helping me. Then they put you in the car and they take the car to the back. Hello, Scott. And they take the car in the back. And then they call after you're oh, just like the, those couple that I know that was in the military. You know, they had to make their payments on their car that they had traded in on a Mickey Mouse big-time new car dealership. And so they were making payments to keep their credit good, and they'd trade it in, and the new car dealer had sold their trade, and they were still keeping them out there because they were working the deal, trying to make more money. I mean, you don't you don't know all the holts. You don't know all the positionings. You don't know all the game plan. You're behind the eight ball, and you're going to get thrown into a pocket just like pool. I mean, it's, you know, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my life with no help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? You want the government to buy you something? Is that part of that? That's part made me part of that song. Does John Dennis Joplin know that years ago that communism was coming? Maybe so. I don't know. She's wanting the government to take care of her. She wants somebody to take care of her. And it's not gonna be a car dealer, Bubba. I can tell you that for a fact, Jack. Yeah. Recognizing problems is not the same as solving them. Man, can you believe that? You know you got a problem. You know you're buried. You know, but you, are you solving it? Are you doing the right things? You know, you know we carry both water and fuel to situations in life. To situations in life, when you go into a dealership, they got the fuel to bury you, burn you. But I mean, are you putting a fire out? Are you fixing your situation? Are you fixing what you need to drive? You know. I mean, we need new cars. And and that's what I like about Granite Hills Chevrolet in Buick because they know if you know the education I'm giving you. They know if you know how to do it right. They know if you're doing it right, you'll do business with them. And that's what they want. I mean, most dealerships throw rocks at me. They don't want they don't want to advertise my on my show. They don't want a customer to be educated. They don't want a customer to know what's right from wrong. They don't, you know, they they want a customer to know when you're putting add-ons that don't need to be add-ons. I mean, I, I saw a deal some people sent me. Hey, radio listeners, thank you for sending me all this information. And it was 1800 for sealants, which all they seal all cars, $15 worth of pinstripe. And floor mats? I mean, Walmart's got floor mats on for 15 to $24, and you want to pay 1800 and then you pay interest on it. But, oh, no, we got zero interest. Well, that's why it's free money to, to the dealership. So you've got to know 
exactly what you're spending, what fits your budget, and all. So Granite Hills in in Lano want you to know the difference, and they want you to be comfortable. And they're they're there. The owners are there, and they're going to show you exactly. And I mean, if I was a mechanic and wanted to get out of this rat race, I'd sure look at moving to to Lano. And they work hard. I mean, they get all the money for the trade. I mean, they step up. They they don't let me sneak in there. That's for sure, you know. And they want fair money, and they take care of the customers. And they got Chevrolets and Buicks, and like I say, they got thirty new trucks coming your way. So think about that. How many dealers want you to know the truth? <coughs> Kurt and Bruce want you to know the truth because they're going to tell you the truth. And I've got another dealership that I advertise on another radio show. But I'm looking for sponsors that want to, you know, I don't understand banks. But, of course, they make a lot of money on interest, and they don't care if you're buried. I, I, I guess it comes gets down to the point, if you owe way too much, you pay more interest. we got a little time if you want to give us a call, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. Give us a call. There's no dumb questions, you know. We want we want to help you. Want to be the best you can be. We want to teach you the right things, and and so does you know my sponsors. But I can't believe I don't have a bank or a credit union want me to educate their employees, want me to educate their good customers. You know, showing the community they want the best for you. They want you educated. Want you to make better decisions, being the best you can be. But I don't have a bank or a credit union around. That wants to, you know, I had a bank tell me, so we don't do indirect lending, but you've got customers driving cars and trucks, don't you? Yeah. Don't you want them? Well, do you loan them money? No, but don't you want them to be better off where you can loan them money in a different situation? Well, yeah. I said, you don't want to spend a little bit of money proving to the community you want the best for them? Do you want the best for them? Do you love people? Do you show it by your actions? Your intentions, the way you handle people, the way you love people. But we got to be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for this market change. We're in a market change. We've lost value on vehicles 500 a week the last three weeks. Market's changed 1,500. Uh, my real estate agent, great lady, the best I've, I've ever seen, and hardworking, I'm telling you. I talked to her on the way to the show this morning, and she was going to uh, look at a house, and she was going to look at a estate sale. She does designing. She has a design team, and they design houses for people and remodel houses for people. She's got, like I say, crews to do the work. And so uh, I was talking to her. I said, how many miles on your car right now? She said 117. So it's about time to change, but we need to change, get you something in November, December. I'm her car guy. She's my real estate lady. And so you know, I said, we, we need to put you in something, but I need you to wait until November, December. You're going to be a little over the miles. We'd like you to be under 120. You'll be a little over the miles. And she said, well, what advantage is that? I said, because the one, the high-dollar one, is going to drop more, and you'll buy it better in November, December than you could buy it now. We're in the market change. How'd you like to be one of these big independent used car lots sitting on all this inventory? And and it dropped fifteen hundred, and we're not through. I think we're going to drop another thousand. And some of this stuff that they paid two and three thousand too much because we got in a panic. Inventories got low. Manufacturers wasn't building. New car dealers had to have bullets to.
fire at you. So they had they were out buying vehicles, and the market went crazy. Hey, I, I made good money, but I've talked to so many used car managers at the new car stores. They made four and five thousand on your trade. They, you know, and they gave you market at the time before the virus deal, and then when they took it in, we got the virus, you know, crazy rage, and so cars were bringing three to five thousand too much. Trucks were bringing three to five thousand too much. I mean, I had a truck, a truck the other day that brought way too much. Honestly, way too much. I couldn't believe it. And so, you know, when they're bringing that kind of money, you know, you just take them to the auction, laugh at the dealers who own them. Now they own them. Hey, whoever owned that truck they bought off me, honestly, they're four or five thousand upside down. And so, what do they do with this market change? Because you don't, you're not out in it. And delivering it, you don't see the market change. You don't back up quick enough. Uh, years ago, I, I, my best friend, uh, for years and years, he's been with me for 30-something years, and he buys and sells a few cars. Well, he'd say, Randy, you know, uh, what's going on? I'd say, the Holy Spirit tells me this market's about to change. I'm smelling change. I'm seeing change. I understand change. And he said, yeah, but... I'm looking stupid. My bids are way back everybody else's. I said, yeah, but let me tell you something. You won't own them in January. And then he'd see the market change and what was going on. He said, man, you saved us a lot of money. I said, yeah, I know it. I mean, you got to know what's going on in this business. Well, we're in the middle of a market change. It's going to drop another. We're going to see $2,500 to $3,000 change in, in certain cars. The big-time auction said this is going to – Cars are going to be high all the way through January, February. Well, they missed that deal. They meant, did we take too many buyers off the market? It was you know, did we get everybody who thought they and new car dealers made a fortune? See, what happened is when the manufacturers shut down, they had so much inventory. They knew with this zero interest rate coming that they were going to be selling a lot of cars, cleaning out their inventory, and they were scared they wouldn't have enough cars. So at zero interest rate, they raised their prices. I've had calls from a lot of people that looked at a vehicle before the virus hit and they shut everything down to afterwards, and they were same car, 2000 3000 higher. Because the dealerships knew they were going to run out, so they picked up another two or three thousand on you, and then they picked up big extended warranties because hey, you're paying zero interest for your extended warranty. What a bargain! You can't pass this bargain. Great, great bargain. And so that that was the situation on it. And so they made money on gap because now you need gap because they added a profit on there, every direction. And oh, by the way. You know, you're getting such a great deal. This is all I can give you for your trade-in. This is no joke. This happens several times during this deal. I paid 3000 more, 4000 more on one vehicle than the dealer was allowing trade-in. These people come out from Ether. They said, you know, how can my car be worth so little? Well, you know, these new cars are a new great opportunity, and you just got to give us your trade, and that's what we'll give, and that's what it takes. And in order to buy this new one, you got to take that. Well, that happened a bunch. New car dealers look for every advantage to make more money on the deal. They don't bill these 50. They, there's one dealership in this town sold for over $90 million, and no dirt, no building, no nothing. Billionaire bought it. A billionaire bought it. Why? Because they're cash cows. 
They want to make all the money they can make. Where do you put money? These billionaires figured out they can't put no, they you know they put it in a car business. They put it in brand new dealerships. You got Warren Buffett over a hundred, Penske close to a hundred, all these other big corporations with billions of dollars. Where they make the money is loaning you the money. Because of the internet is so easy and the millenniums go for it. I'm sorry, millenniums. They get online and they can buy a car and they can get it delivered. Big deal. I've got a dealership that's been doing, delivering cars for 20 years. They delivered one to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one of my listeners on, on a Saturday night show. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How about that deal, Lucille? Yeah, uh-huh. Free. And she called me, thanked me, said it was the best deal she ever had, easiest deal she ever had. And she saved $2,000 from the dealerships around her area. I mean, I've got dealers. Hey, uh, Granite Hills, Lano.com. You know, they'll they'll do the same thing. They'll deliver it to your door. And if you don't think so, give them a call, 325-247-4151. And hello, Charlotte. I went to high school with her. Hello, Bash and Don. And so... Uh, we want you to know the best, uh, Mr. Martinez, and so we want you to be the best and know the best. But we're in this market change, and honestly, I wouldn't buy till November, December. I really wouldn't. Now, November, December, or I think the buy here, buy here guys are short of cars, and so they're going to restock in about November fifteenth all the way to January. So if they're restocking for income tax checks coming. So the market on cheap cars are going to go up in November, December, while the other cars, because the new car dealers should have plenty of inventory coming in, they're going to back off a little bit. And so it's going to be an opportunity to know exactly what to do and how to do it. We see market shifts in everything, but we see it in the car business that will cost you money. The dealers get this information from the manufacturers, from the dealers association, from the 20 group, from each other. They watch each other. They're jealous of each other. They try to outdo each other. They lie about each other. But that's part of the car business. You know, when I got in the car business in 63, it was mom and pop stores own all these stores. Now billionaires own, try to own all the stores. There are very few one-person locations. You know, one one have one dealership. You know, and especially the small-town dealerships like Lano, I mean, those guys are on the market. They're there. They're working hard. They're watching you. They're watching what needs to be done. And so, I mean, it's it's a mom-and-pop situation. But it's gone from mom-and-pop to billionaires owning this, these dealerships. And they you're just a money factor. You're, you're, how much profit can they make on you? And, and so... You need an even playing field. You need to know what's going on. You need a game plan. You need a game plan for your market, your your budget, your lifestyle. What What's going to be worth in three years? How long do you keep a car normally? Three, five years? Or do you keep it like the gentleman with the 06 Camry called me? They bought it new. They still own the car, even though they ran it hot. I'd, I'd fix the motor. Do you want to spend 7000 or 3000 What kind of options do you have? There's plenty of options on every car deal, just like a house deal. When we look at a house to buy a house to redo it, there's options on it. There's, there's possibilities. There's people that don't want to fool with it. 
that everybody's had a bad contractor. You know, I mean, the guys that come in there and get money, 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 and don't fix nothing or do it wrong. I, I had a good friend of mine who's a supervisor for building. I'm talking about three to five million dollar buildings, big, huge buildings. And he said, "I got a guy who'll go in there and fix that office and do it right." This guy did a terrible job, terrible. I had to hire my guy, and he finally got free where he could come in and straighten everything up. But I wasted, you know, about fifteen thousand dollars that I shouldn't have. You know, we've all we all been in that situation. Same way with the car. If you don't know your options, you don't know who you're dealing with, how they present themselves, what kind of action do they really care about you? Hey, car dealers are taught to make friends and make money. That's the two deals. But the real friendship is not there. Real friendship is they love you if they're making money. And you know what car dealers have often said? You know, the people I make the most money on, have I have the less problems. Well, they're laid away so bad they can't do nothing else about it. You know, but if you're complaining about something that you decided on, you know, you know, negative people are usually committed to being negative. Are you, com- you know, if you're negative and you walk into a car dealership, they'll they'll sense that and they'll work you to the point where they'll convince you, convince you they're helpers, convincing they're the best deal for you, convincing that you can afford it. How can they tell what we can afford? They don't know our lifestyle. They don't know what's coming up. They don't know the future. They don't know the opportunities that we have. And they're going to tell us what we can afford it. 85% of the people walk into the dealership buy something they don't intend to buy. And it's always up, not down. So if they buy something that's ill-equipped, just like the lady a couple of years ago walked into a Jeep store, and she was convinced that they were giving her the best deal. But it was amazing that she walked out. She had excellent credit. She found out later you got to know what your credit score is. You got to know what you deserve. You got to line up your your banking and your credit union before you walk into a dealership. Be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually for battle. Shop pricing on everybody. Make them quote it and print it out. Know exactly what you're buying. We went into a good dealership two weeks ago. Me and one of my good radio listeners, and uh, he's probably fishing today. He fishes every Saturday morning. He misses my show some. Anyway, uh, but he, I guess he goes to the podcast because he knows what's on it or he listens to it while he's fishing. We got a radio caller. We can take a quick question. And so we walked into a good dealership. They promised him all the deal was worked out, take 30 minutes, four and a half minutes. Well, I can't. Carlos. Hello, Carlos. How you doing today? Good morning, Mr. Randy. How are you? Are you sorry I just come back from Mexico? Thank you for the radio station. Thank you for the listeners. And thank you to you, sir. Hopefully next week we can talk about the taxes. We're supposed to pay for when you buy a car. And you buy, to say, example, you buy a car for your wife today. And you give to your son tomorrow. We have to pay double taxes. That's what I hear. So yeah, and that's like something. How many times we'll pay, we'll pay taxes on a vehicle? Unbelievable. Yeah, and if you want to give it away. A lot of people keep it in their own name, even though the insurance companies don't like that. And, you know, of course, the insurance companies don't do nothing. Uh, I love harassing the insurance companies because all they do is, I, like I said, I had an irate customer 
uh, listener call in and said, you don't, you're not right about the insurance people. I said, well, if I got a truck and I want insurance, you give me the price for the company. Company. So I'm in an accident. Do you give me the price what you're going to do? Or does the other insurance agency? The other agents the claims adjusters. I said, they, okay, so you sell me a policy and you don't do nothing. We explain the policy. Nobody knows the policies. Nobody understands them. So, I mean, insurance, taxes, it's a tremendous loss that we look at on buying vehicles. I uh, sold a 18-model truck the other day that had had five previous owners. I, here it is, two, two years old, and already had five owners. Of course, one of them was a, a, was a rental car place, and that guy, I guess, bought too much and couldn't afford it, and he traded it in. We were going, I'm sorry, it was going to the fourth customer. Going to the fourth customer, two years old. How much taxes they've been, and, you know, and you, you'll see vehicles that are 10 years old that have been bought and sold, you know, six, seven, eight times, and you're paying taxes. But that's what makes this old uh, House of Representatives and the senators blow all the money, you know, waste money because they got so much money coming in. And that's why we don't have electric cars. We don't have – we could build a car with alternators on it, and the tax money goes off. But, yes, you're right. You pay taxes on a vehicle, and you want to five, ten years later give it to your son or daughter, and the taxes go away. We'll talk more about the taxes and how you're saving money uh, on trade-ins because, you know, and that, that's why I work. Some of the new car dealers will do it. Some of them won't. I got a, a f- several good dealers will do it. They'll do a pass-through. But some of these bad dealers, I've got a dealer I'd, I've done business with since 1977. I don't sell their product. Several reasons, but one of the reasons is if I have a trade-in from one of my radio listeners, I don't care if it's 150,000 miles. They won't let me have the trade. Well, I'm not bringing my customer there if I don't get the trade. So I send it to the other people. They treat my customer better, and they let me have the trade. And and that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, thank you, Carlos. Hey, I'm glad you had a safe trip back from Mexico. I know you're taking care of the people from Mexico who are productive, paying taxes, the people we want in this country. We don't want the freeloaders. We want the people who, you know, want to work and be productive. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, San Antonio. Remember, if you got a distressed house, give me a call. If you need the best real estate agent, give me a call. Uh, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Keep that in mind. But I want to help you mentally, physically, and spiritually to grow and understand what you're doing to be the best person you can be. You know, if you're complaining about everything, maybe you got a negative attitude. We want you with a positive attitude. We live in a great country. It's beautiful out there. There's beautiful people, beautiful animals, beautiful everything. We, we got so much going for us. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that He has blessed us with the health, the joy, peace, and the love for others. God bless you. I love you. Listeners, if I can do anything for you, give me a call, 830-708-4789. God bless you.